The depths of the ocean have never been explored fully by humans. We see the dark water and swim quickly away from what we don't understand, getting out as soon as possible. Sometimes I think there's a reason for that. But now, we can finally light that darkness and discover its secrets. And that's where we come in. That's where I come in. To look into the deep and see what lives here, and to ask, can we live here with them? Aqua Marianas, episode one. So this is the experimental log of Joinophenacil, day one of the Benthos outpost mission. I and the others reached our new home on the Abyssal Plain at 1100 hours. And after some time getting situated, I have decided to start testing and gathering data on the various interesting things that the remote operators picked up before we got here. First test will be temperature tolerance, starting now at 13.45 hours, and I will be... Joanna? Oh, fuck. Lillian! Hello! I was just about to start my first experiment! Was there something you needed me for? Uh, you know the captain called a meeting, right? I mean, the main room. I'll take that confused look as a no then. Well, it was supposed to stop five minutes ago. She's gonna come find you. What? Sorry, I'm really sorry. I, I just... It, it doesn't matter. Let's just get going. And, um, thanks for coming to get me. Uh, yeah, that's, that's no problem. <laughs> oh my god, we need to leave now. Captain Kuma is really gonna eviscerate us both. Right. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. You first. I appreciate it. We're back! About time. What the hell took you both so long? The meeting was supposed to start ten minutes ago. Uh, I... No excuses! I announced the meeting over the intercom, didn't I, Dr. Vega? Dr. Newman? Mr. Fetterman? Yeah, yes. yeah, yes. sure. Today, crew, is the very first day of our mission on the deepest outpost ever placed. We have gone further into the ocean than any of our predecessors. We are pioneering new technology, thanks to Dr. Vega, and we are the guinea pigs for all of this. We are in a place that could kill us immediately with even the slightest mistake. Which is why we need to work as hard as possible to make sure that doesn't happen. Do you understand? Good. 
Now, Dr. Fenestel, haven't you already delayed this meeting enough? I was just going to say, Captain, I never heard any announcements on the intercom, much less one detailing meetings. Fine. Dr. Vega, you fix the intercom system later. Make sure everything's working well. And now, if there are no other interruptions... Alright then. So, we're going over the chores roster. <laughs> All of you, shut up! I can't stress this enough, can I? Things need to move like clockwork around here. Clockwork. And, like it or not, you all need to pitch in for that to happen. Understood? Good. Now, Dr. Newman. Call me Alex. Alex. Alright. You're the... therapist? (coughs) Useless! I'm technically a psychologist, but sort of. I'm here to, well, to assess how all your mental states are doing while we're down here. Make sure nobody goes screwy in the head. Or, at least, screwier than we already had to be to come down here. (laughs) Okay. Well, you're going to have to put that on hold for a while, because tonight, you're on dinner duty. Prepare our rations as well as you can. But I can't cook! You're a quick learner. Figure something out. But I... Dr. Fenestel, due to your lateness, I have assigned you dish duty, so make sure everything is stacked and dried nicely. And, since the dishwasher hasn't yet been installed... I'm still working on that, Captain. You're gonna have to get all the stains off by hand. Make sure every dish is spick and span, or we're going to have problems. Nobody wants crusty dishes. Yes, Captain. But what about the experiments I was going to run? Do it tomorrow, Dr. Vega. Lillian. Lillian, you're on installing amenities duty. In addition to the dishwasher, the shower heads need to be assembled and put together. The automated systems that aren't already running need to be modified and calibrated. And the... the soda fountain needs to be installed? Why do we need a soda fountain? Why don't question HQ, Captain? And where would we be without our busy caffeinated sugary nightmare drinks? Fine. Whatever. That leaves you, Mr. Fetterman. As our journalist, I assume you know that it's your job to write reports up to out-surface counterparts. Please, miss, you can call me Andrew, and I prefer to call myself a documentarian. And I, Andrew, would prefer to be called Captain Kumar. Is that clear? Whatever you say, Captain. Great. Just great. I will be running system checks and doing inventory until dinner. But first, apparently we have a bonding activity for team building and so we can know one another better. Captain, uh, no offense, but could we possibly be doing better things with our time? I have some organic matter we gathered beforehand to take a look at. I'm sure the rest of us would like to do our jobs as well. Speak for yourself. And this just seems, <laughs> well, frankly, seems somewhat useless. We're going to be down here for eight months, aren't we? That's plenty of trying to get to know each other. Uh, right? See, usually I agree with Joanna, but I think it might actually be a good idea. 
everything does need to run like clockwork. Everyone needs to understand what everyone else does so we don't get under each other's feet. And besides, if I'm going to be staying with you people for a while, I need to know what kind of weirdos you really are so I can figure out who to avoid. The logic is sound. Let's get it over with then. Thank you, William. Okay, everybody. I'm not going to pretend I enjoy this any more than you people do. But I'll start reading off the questions, and we can answer them in last name alphabetical order. This means Mr. Fetter and Rue that you will go first. Followed by Dr. Fetistel, me, Alex, and Lillian. Understood? Yes, yes Captain, Captain Kumar. Kumar. All right, then. First question. What is your favorite color? The color of the ocean. I just think it's so beautiful and conveys so many emotions at once. It's amazing. You know, I always thought pitch black and lightless was color that deserved more recognition for its emotional depth. <laughs> God, that sounds so emo. No, I meant... Do you feel like no one understands you, Andrew? Is it not just a phase? Blue. I meant blue. Uh, oh. God, you're all so juvenile. Do you even know how stupid you sound, imbeciles? I mean, you shouldn't be talking. You sound like a faux poetic, pretentious jerk. Have you ever thought about that? Better to sound pretentious than to have no fucking refinement at all. Andrew, does this have anything to do with your favorite color? It has to do with their petty insults, yes. Shut up. Dr. Fedestal. Hmm. It's a very hot choice to make, considering the full range of the color spectrum. I, uh, I think green is nice. I mean, uh, what well, with its connections to photosynthesis and all, and also it's just kind of pretty to look at. Uh, anyways, uh, <clears throat> yes. <clears throat> Wait, so let me get this straight. You all make fun of me for liking the color of the ocean and let them get away with green and photosynthesis? That's a weird sort of double standard, and it just goes to show that I'm already not properly appreciated around here. Andrew, shut up. It's my turn now, anyways, and the answer is easy. I like purple. Why? There doesn't have to be a why. And it's your turn, Dr. Alex. It's your turn. Alex. Um, well, I like blue too, mostly because it's a very common color. But I think in terms of energetic optimism, nothing really beats yellow, even though it can be overwhelming sometimes. A light sort of lemon yellow is my favorite. Huh. That's interesting. I always found yellow to be somewhat obnoxious on its own. Well, yeah, I mean, it can be, but... It's my turn. My favorite is pink. What? It's a nice, cute color. I agree. I mean, I wouldn't have expected someone like you to like pink, but okay, that's fine. You do you. <laughs> Keep talking, condescending emo boy. Let's see just how far you can stick your foot into your mouth before it comes out your ass. What did you just say to me? I'm the captain of a bunch of petulant middle schoolers. Both of you, this is the last time I say it. Shut up 
or I will take Dr. Fenestel off the dishwashing roster and put you both on it instead for weeks. And Lillian, I will ban you from putting in a dishwasher. So don't test my patience again, especially not by arguing over these idiotic bonding questions. I won't ask if I made myself clear because I know I did, and we're going to move on now. Next question is... What is your greatest fear? Dying. Who said that? Never mind. Okay then. My, my turn. My greatest fear is losing the people most important to me. Burning alive. Fetterman, stay after the meeting and talk to me. What? But I... No buts. Stay. Fine. Next. Alex? The dark. You look upset. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I hate admitting that to people. Lillian? So not certain things. What would you want on your tombstone? Do you ever feel like you're the only real person in the world? Who do you trust the least? Jesus, what the hell? Crew, we're gonna cut this short on one last question and get to work. What did you dream about last night? As always, Andrew, you start first. Uh, I... My dream was one of those where your real-life worries sneak into your sleep and get jumbled up with other stuff. I dreamed about coming down here, except, you know, it didn't look like this, and breaking something essential, then about having to try and fix it without experience or tools and with dream logic, and then someone was chasing me, and I turned around to fight them, but it was a dog, and suddenly I was in a mountaintop zoo looking around at animals in cages, and I saw a penguin waddle across my feet, and then I woke up. Not the weirdest thing I've ever heard. I dreamed I was going down here too, but it was very different. I dreamed that I was alone on a submarine as it went into the depths, and I saw the water getting darker as I went down. Then I, I saw, saw the base. base. It, it was, was covered, covered in mud, mud like the silt of centuries had tried to cover it. It looked like the crushed ruins of an ancient city that was once powerful and is now dust. As the sub glided closer, I saw five skeletons, tagged with titles of bioluminescence that break my mind to remember. I saw them enveloped by mud, swallowed into rock and earth. I saw the base sink. And as it did, my vessel stopped for a moment, floating, and disappeared. I swam into the dark, 
knowing the impossibility but not feeling it. Not until a voice I had never heard spoke in a language I didn't know and encouraged the water to crush my bones to pulp. In the last moment before my death, I saw. I saw. And then I woke. Did you? Did you? What the ever-loving fuck was that? Turn the oh lights back god, on. Oh my god, what the hell? Oh my oh, god. Oh yeah, no, nope, no. Sorry to whoever this is I'm grabbing, but you're my human shield Let now. Go with oh, me. you just calm down. I built the station. It's programmed to do a check every couple of weeks to see if the emergency lights work. Similar things for similar systems. It, the emergency lights should turn back in three, two, one. I think we're done here. Now, crew, get out there and start doing your goddamn jobs. Except you, Andrew. Is this really necessary? That depends. Is it really necessary to cause trouble? To call your chief officer a liar? Wait, I didn't- You're lucky I didn't choose to make an example for severe punishment on this outpost right there and then. I am your captain. Your commanding officer. When you undermine my authority and call me a liar, you- I didn't call you a liar. I swear I didn't. Someone called me a liar, and it wasn't any of you. And I have no reason to tell you you're lying. None. Believe it or not, I think you're doing okay as a voice of reason considering- Considering what, exactly? Tell me, Mr. Fetterman. Considering you have it out for me already. You're delusional, Mr. Fetterman. I don't, in your words, have it out for you. I just want things to run smoothly around here, and crew members fighting each other and bullshitting me aren't helpful. You'll help Lillian assemble the last few toilets. And by help, I mean she will instruct you, and you will do the grunt work. But- This is an order. Now go! Leave that weird shit. Oh, hell. Did I leave my recorder on? I did. Yikes. Uh, Probably got a really nice recording of silence and not much else. Especially since I never. Where'd the experiments go? Not one, you stupid. Sorry if I startled you, I was just... Just coming to do... What, exactly? Well, uh, I came to tell you that I put your specimens away before we left. 
they seem like they would have dried up otherwise. So check the cooler on the side of the bench. Right, they would have. I totally forgot. Thank you so much. But at the same time, don't touch my experiments without permission again, please. Understood, Chief. Sorry about the confusion. It's it's okay. You sure? No. Want a hug? That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> God, those questions were weird. Tell me about it. Like, God, what were they thinking? You already know the answer. They don't think. <laughs> this is true. I need to prepare for dish duty tonight. Hey, I'm assembling the dishwasher. You could watch and help. That'd be preparation. Sure. Why not? Awesome. <laughs> what am I lying about? What did I say that wasn't true? I am afraid of the dark. I always have been. I always will be. I keep a nightlight even now. It's my greatest fear, and I know why. Because humans don't know what's in the darkness hiding, and so we fear it. It's not irrational, but we can't avoid venturing into it. Either we ignore it as best we can, or we run a nightlight. That applies to everything else as well. So what was I lying about? What am I really afraid of? I'm still not sure. I'm still not sure the voice I heard was there either, but I guess... It exists until we prove it doesn't. We're scientists. Well, mostly scientists, after all. So I'll make a test for it, to figure out what the lie was. Yeah, I'll make a test, and we'll know what happened there. Aqua Marianas is a podcast from Sinking Feelings Productions. This episode was written and directed by Aurora Bailogzanen. The voice of Dr. Joanna Fennestil was Aubrey Rose. The voice of Dr. Lillian Vega was Tessa Louise. The voice of Mr. Andrew Fetterman was Rory Eggleston. The voice of Dr. Alex Newman was Krista Arnott. And the voice of Captain Kumar was AI. Additional vocals were done by the lovely Aurora Bailogzanen. The music featured in this episode were Limitless and Sakura by Raphael Archangel and 71017 by Vortex. Thanks for listening and tune in next month for episode 2.